Fast thoughts. Fast thoughts. I'm Adam Daniel Mazay. Welcome back again, my babies. As you can see, it's a bit drier on the ground. That's always a good thing. That means that you get another vlog from yours truly. And I know you could be at different points on the face of the big blue ball. Or you could be right here, along with me, at the center of the known universe, otherwise known as Toronto. You got it, YYZ, baby. Everybody in Canada calls us that, with love, and increasingly in the rest of the world. So today is day 16. Day 16 is the blending of discipline and compassion. Discipline within the compassion. Discipline within the compassion. What does that mean? Well, there are a bunch of, we'll call them truth bombs, hurting bombs, that we can drop today that dovetail so nicely with discipline within the compassion. Here it goes. Sometimes you can be overly compassionate to strangers. You're not compassionate enough to your own kith and kin, to the people within your coterie, Aeropostale, original brand. We'll say with a German accent at the end as well. So you're not compassionate enough to members of your own family. And you show an inordinate amount of compassion for complete strangers. What's that all about? What's the problem? What is essentially the issue? Well, that's what we'll get into. Another way of lack of discipline within compassion is you don't know how to measure your compassion. It's overarching. It's overbearing. It's cloying. It's a surfeit of an abundance of. You get what I'm trying to say, right? Over the top. A super saturated solution of potassium permanganate. You guys all did that, right? That experiment back in chemistry in high school. Do they still do experiments in high school? Do they still even have high school? Anyway, I, I digress. And then you don't know how to measure it out properly. You don't know how to be judicious in your compassion. You can spoil people. You can spoil children. You can spoil colleagues, adults, direct reports. You have to know how to do that dance. That very delicate pas de deux, as it's known. Right? So, discipline within the compassion. You might not be helping people genuinely. You might be not doing them a solid by trying to be over-helpful. Over-smart. Smart by half. Over-wise. You actually harm them. You harm them through techniques, through serums, potions, lotions, vaccines. There's a good one. You go over and above with things that don't necessarily help, but actually they hurt. Too much compassion can have a reverse effect. Too much compassion can flood the engine, can make people go in an opposite direction. Not in the positive territory, but in quadrants two and three of the four quadrant graph, right? That would be 
negative x positive y or negative x negative y. You know what I mean, all you mathematicians out there. So you have to be careful. And you can't just let your compassion have free reign. It can't just run amok, go willy-nilly. It needs to be measured. You need to know and practice this. That is part of the mission that we will be doing over the next several days, over the next month, because 16 days or so has elapsed already, of this particular 49-day period. And the 49 different combinations of the seven, I can't do it with my other hand, ready? Seven different characteristics. Today, the combination of discipline within the compassion. So that's a little introduction to the character traits, the personal traits that you need to be working on. Those are the things that you need to ponder today deeply as a way of improving yourself, improving your offering, what you broadcast to the world, making sure that the soft upstairs noodle contained within your walking water bottle of biochemical reactions is working at optimal an optimal rate at optimal performance. Let's talk a little bit about vaccines. First of all, let's lay out some a priori, a priori conditions. First of all, most of the people that are expressing reservations, some virulently, some mildly, and then all variations in between along the continuum, be they categorically against, opposed what people would call anti-vaxxers or whatever the uh, current PC language is for that particular description, but you guys know what I'm trying to say, to the people that are slightly skeptical. Now, if you use the word denier in relation, this is part of my a priori conditions that I'm listing out, if you use the word denier in relation to this, you are co-opting language from the post-World War II period which basically means that you deny, let's use the Holocaust as an example, that you are a Holocaust denier. So using the word denier in relation to what is currently going on with the SARS-NCoV-2, a.k.a. COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus vaccine, J&J, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, whatever the case may be, BioNTech, is not the right language. Again, a priori conditions, listing out the list for you. The next thing, people that are against this are not necessarily anti-vax. They're pro-vax. They like inoculations. They like getting vaccinated. They like, they know, they recognize the need to get vaccinated. It's just this particular vaccine, which is an issue. It's just this particular inoculation, which is an issue. And why? Again, a priori conditions. Because it hasn't been properly trialed. It hasn't been properly clinically trialed. It hasn't had enough time to do its vaccination magic, which means cases, the real cases, not the thing I'm going to talk about in just a moment, iterations, the iterative process, and then the most important factor which you just can't buy, it's time, right? Fungible. Time is an FT, not an NFT. You get it? But it needs time. And then the other thing is the potential side effects 
from not knowing how it actually does its various things in different bodies. What does it cause? Does it cause blood clots? Does it make children autistic? Does it make them savanti? Does it make them various levels of special needs along the spectrum? What else does it do? Excuse me, what else does it do? Does it stunt your growth? I don't know. Does it, I don't know, does it give you halitosis? I don't know, what else does it do? You know, irrecoverable, that would be bad, wouldn't it? Or any other smells that emanate from any other loch or orifice that you have. So, you have to acknowledge this. And you can't just go into these things willy-nilly and say, they said it was okay, therefore it's okay. I say, ready, watch this one. I say you can jump off that roof and I promise if you land on your two feet, you won't break your ankles or your knees or your hips. You won't. I tell you that it's okay. And you look at that roof and go, I don't know, that's like 30 feet, 40 feet. I'm not sure about that. I'm like, but you may, you may, but you probably won't. So I say it's okay. Okay, let's give you a better example because that's a little bit far-fetched. But if it hasn't been properly trialed, no utterance or any verbal or oral reassurance is going to guarantee that a calamity will not befall you. So people will say, sort of, again, I call them smart by half people, will say, but ADM, listen, how many people are actually going to have those issues? I mean, statistically, ADM, How many people are actually going to come down with vaccination side effects? So we see there's a bunch of different red alerts, red flags with AstraZeneca, they would say. Then use the J&J or use the Pfizer, right? Or use the the BioNTech, right? Or the Moderna, right? Use it. And then I would say, hmm, but don't you really apply the same argument to the actual coming down with the SARS-CoV-2 virus? We know that people 65 and under have a 99 point, if you want to go conservative, 5% chance of surviving after contracting COVID-19. So then I would say, if that's the statistics and the chances of somebody actually coming down with full-blown symptomatic in the ICU with the respirator and all that sort of stuff, the chances of that happening are like so remote So why the need to even worry? Why the need to even lock down the economy? Why the need to keep six feet apart? Why the need to use the face diaper, right? I would say in response. I mean, if that's the numbers and you just came back to me with a statistical argument, why the need for any of it? Let your immune system do the work. Let things take their course. Oh, then they'd say, oh, you're killing granny. And my response would be to that is, your granny is your responsibility or your family's responsibility. It's not our responsibility to look after your grandma, just like it's literally not your responsibility to look after my grandma, who's 94 years old, and who has gotten vaccinated, and it wasn't my choice. Just gonna get the first round of it, right? I'm just letting you guys know. It's my responsibility. It's my mother's responsibility as well. We're the primary caregivers. It's not your responsibility. I don't expect you to stop working because I need to look after my grandmother. Now, enlightened jurisdictions around the world understand this. Governor DeSantis, for instance, Governor Abbott, Governor Nome, 
I just named the three states and the states that are known for letting things happen, Florida, letting things be, Texas, South Dakota, of course, right? But we choose to go into lockdown because of an incidence of cases, cases which don't mean anything, tacheles, right? It, it doesn't mean anything, as the Germans would say, tacheles. It doesn't mean anything, or tacheles, depends which accent you want to use. It doesn't mean anything. The deaths is what means something. So if you, we're going back to the a priori conditions. So if you're going to come to me with stats, I'll come back to you with stats. ADM, but they're saying, but I say back to you, it doesn't matter what they're saying. It's what you're seeing. It's what is actually happening, not what they're saying. And if you listen to everything they tell you, what does that make you? It kind of makes you a tool. What's a tool? It's a screwdriver. I don't know. It's a ratchet. I don't know. It's a spanner, a wrench, whatever you call it, whatever country you are, right? It does things. You know, it loosens things. It tightens things. It, I don't know what. It unfastens things. That's what it does. That's what you become, a tool, something that people can use to help build things. In this case, building a mystery. Sorry. In this case, building some rotten edifice that maybe you don't want to be a part of until it's too late. Then you're trapped in the labyrinth with the Minotaur on the island of Crete. Look up your Greek mythology. Anyway, so, you know, this is what it is. Nobody wants to hear this stuff. It's too complicated. You got to think. You got to use your upstairs noodle. Nobody wants to do that, right? And then there's the additional insanity, in my opinion, of the constant need to post the photos. It's not a happy meal. You didn't win the gold medal in the 100-meter dash. I don't know. What else could you sort of, like, want to, like, evangelize? You know, you didn't win the spelling bee. Would you post a photo about that? I guess if you were, like, really good at spelling. Um, you didn't win the lottery. Yeah, that's a good one. You didn't win the Lotto Max jackpot at $30 million. You know? That's the jackpot this week, by the way. Go buy your tickets. Um, you didn't win. You got... You got, a, you got a needle in your arm, in your, in, your, in your deltoid, or whatever, whichever muscle group it is, you know, your bicep, or in your buttock, you know, if you're into that. Some people actually like it like that. You didn't do anything, you know? And then what if it doesn't help as you claim that it does? What if it actually hurts more than it helps? You don't know. It hasn't been around for that long. And I repeat what I said yesterday when Edward Jenner, who is the creator of the smallpox vaccine, discovered in, I think I said yesterday, 1790. It's in fact 1798. There were a lot of communities in the area, even as far, he's from, he's from Great Britain at the time, but even in far-flung Tsarist Russia, which refused to take the vaccine because it hadn't been around for a while. Not because they were superstitious or because they were antiquated or because they were crazy. It, they just didn't know. They didn't know. Nobody had, vaccines were new. Nobody knew when you got something, you contracted something, and then you died. That's it. You died. End of story. There wasn't like, you know, you didn't, you, there wasn't a savior, right? So vaccines are not foolproof. And people walk around after they get the jab and they think they're bulletproof. Oh, we're going to go traveling. Oh, we're going to go on airplanes. We're going to go visit Venezuela. We're going to go visit Pyongyang. So I'm joking, but you can, you're not bulletproof. Because you still have to wear the face diaper, according to the, according to the people that tell you they need to get the thing in your damn arm. 
and he's still got to stand apart. So what's the point of getting the damn thing? What's the point of getting the damn needle in your arm then? With the concomitant risks that you may contract something that your body, you have no idea what your, how your body's going to react. You don't know how your, your DNA is going to respond. You don't know the genetic, genetic excuse me, coding that's in your corpse suckles. You don't know how it's going to respond. I'm laughing, but, I'm, but it's true. You know what you're going to come down with. So why be a tool? Tools belong in the shed, in your box, not you. Okay? So, if you're going to give me the stats argument, I'll come back with stats. So just one more point. I don't really get this needing to, like, evangelize and to promote what you did. If you do something good, keep it to yourself. If you do something charitable, if you think getting a vaccine is a charitable act for society, and you very well might, keep it to yourself. Why do you have to post it around? So you can influence other people to do similarly? So you can draw in your social circle? You know, you can make them feel bad? You know, the old moral suasion technique? Or in this case, we'd call it more simply the guilt trip? Is that what you want to do? You're trying to draw people in, make them part of the team, so to speak, the Vax team, go Vax team. You know, keep it to yourself. I don't have to show you if I come down with the clap or if I get a case of gonorrhea, it wouldn't happen. ADM doesn't do those things, but just to make you laugh. I don't tell you I'm going to get my gonorrhea medicine and then I get out and I walk out with whatever the penicillin or whatever they give you or the, or the chlamydia. Yeah, I got my chlamydia! pills baby I got my gonorrhea pills no more clap for the ADM just keep it to yourself really I mean it's like shame on you parents out there that are like abusing your children that are forcing them to do things that probably your kids don't even need they're, they're like in almost a zero a nil risk category kids that are 20 and under in almost a, a nil and a nil risk category unbelievable what some parents do and like my good friend Gabe tells me, if you love your kids, you don't send them to public school. Anyway, my friends, I'm just watching the insanity overtake us. And all you people that walk around and ask people if they've gotten vaxxed, shut your mouth. Shut your trap. It's none of your business. Somebody's medical story is none of your damn business. Don't make that your personal crusade or duty to go and ask people. You're not helping things at all. You're exacerbating what is already a contentious issue. Did you get vaxxed yet? None of your business. Or if you want to be polite, say none of your beeswax. It's none of anybody's business what you want to do, what goes into your body. Anyway, my friends, a priori conditions. And I promised you a German pronunciation of this, so it's Postal Original Brand. Aeropostal Original Brand. Or if you can say it with a French accent, Aeropostal Original Brand. One last word. The SPVM, the police force in Montreal, are a bunch, a, a, a cabal, a, 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 a tribe of corrupt charlatans, the likes of, with, the likes of which this country has never seen before. And someone's got to go in there and dismantle the corrupt 
structures that are in that police force, disgusting police force. I don't know why Montrealers don't do more to try to eliminate that. I guess there's a lot of kickbacks. But what would you expect from Quebecers anyway? Anyway, my friends, I hope this finds you well. People in the 30s, you know, they had this attitude too. It's going to go away. It's going to stop. Things will revert to the mean. They can't be barbarians. They can't be tyrants. It's not in their DNA. This is the nation of rational thinkers, of mathematicians, of industrialists, people that respect structure and protocol. They're not going to do things like that. It's just a blip. Well, blip was technology that was invented during the war, so we can't use that word. It's just an anomaly. It's just, you know, a black swan, Taleb, right? It's just the black swan. It'll go away. And now we're living through another one of those. Ah, you know, it'll go back to normal. It'll go back to what it was. Just put this snake oil, jab this potion into your arm. It'll, It'll be fine. Fine. Until you need another one. And then another one. And then another one. You need four. (coughs) History is the best teacher. And it is such a cruel mother. But sometimes you need a little bit of discipline in your compassion. Because you ain't going to learn any other way. My name is Adam Daniel Mazay. And... I suggest you listen to this and I suggest you share this video because this is the truth as as far as I can see it. And it's not your truth, my truth. It's the truth. I hope everybody makes the right decisions. I don't need to be right. I just need everybody to be safe. And you ain't going to be safe doing whatever people are doing right now. And I don't want people to actually pass away because they can't afford to live. This lockdown garbage, this has got to stop, man. And let the Blue Jays play at the frickin' Dome. My goodness. Seriously? Let the Jays play at the Rogers Center. Enough with this bullshit exile. What is this, Egypt? Thank you again for being here, my friends. And I appreciate all the time we spent together. It was a bit of a long one today. And not so fast. But I had to unpack it in the way that I do. Wishing you and yours many, many good things. Fast thoughts. Fast thoughts.